0: So I just ask questions to myself or I'll even write out the questions like, is this even relevant? How will it land? What do people really want to know here? And I try to put myself in the shoes of like our audience as often as I can.
1: Hey there, and welcome to Headway, a podcast by Catapult Lakeland where entrepreneurs share practical tools and insights so that you can continue to generate ideas and innovate as you move your startup forward. My name is Kristen Strabridge, and I get to work at Catapult, an entrepreneur center in Lakeland, Florida that exists to foster the growth of startups by providing education, resources, and space. Today, we will be chatting with Kaylee Holland, who is an editor for LAL Today, where she focuses on creating engaging and relevant content on various platforms daily. Since Kaylee has been on the LAL team since they started here in Lakeland, I wanted to sit down with her to chat about some of the things she's learned when it comes to creating engaging content. What is she thinking about? How does she stimulate creativity? What are different tricks that she uses to keep the audience engaged? And let's go ahead and get started. All right. So today we are here with Kaylee Holland. She works at the LAL Today, which is a super fun newsletter that you can get delivered to your inbox every weekday morning, right? And Mm -hmm. so Kaylee, can you just start us off by telling us a little bit more about your
0: background and LAL Today and stuff? Yes. And Kristen and I were actually just talking about this a minute ago, like just (laughs) giving your background. And I always feel kind of like it's speed dating when you answer this question. I'm an editor with L.A.L. today alongside my fellow co-editor, Abby Dell. I've lived a lot of different places. I was born in Julia, Illinois, I did like a little stint of time in Virginia where I worked at a domestic violence and sexual assault center. But yeah, Florida's my home and I've lived a good chunk of mostly everywhere in the state of Florida. Um, but I'm a Southeastern grad and I've been in Lakeland. I was actually calculating this earlier since 2012, which I think if I did simple math, right, is eight years, like on and off. One thing that I really love about Florida is just kind of like the kitschier side of it, like the haunted side. I love the spooky things. Casadega, which is the psychic capital of the world is right around the corner. So finding those hidden gems and like hidden abandoned trails, um, with my fiance too. And that's the great thing about Florida. I think is you can just take these random road trips.
1: Very cool. And so can you kind of describe to us a little bit about LAL today and what you guys do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you hit the nail on the head, we're a media newsletter company. We are also part of the fastest growing hyper-local media company in the Southeast, um, 6am city. So there are seven markets um, and we send a free daily skim style newsletter uh, just with all the relevant news, the events and the need to know information about like what's going on in Lakeland. And it's all done locally. So it's done, you know, by locals. Uh, (laughs) So Abby and I are both in Lakeland and we work right at a catapult right next to you actually. And our platform is a little different than traditional news because we ask people to join the conversation. So though there's just two of us, you know, behind the scenes, we really rely heavily on reader contribution and feedback. I (laughs) love getting to
1: respond to you guys' like polls and stuff. It's very fun for me. It just makes (laughs) you feel like you're involved in what's going on. And it's more of a conversation than a traditional, oh, five o'clock news, let me turn it on the TV or I get the newspaper every day. It's more of an ongoing thing, which is super fun.
0: Yeah.
1: So we're going to be talking a little bit about content creation today. So a lot of entrepreneurs know that that's an important thing. It's talked about a lot, but we're going to kind of dive into some practical ways to do that and which you guys use. But can you just first start by giving us what your definition of content creation is? Because I think there's a lot of different ideas that people have about what that can be.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's a great question. So to start off, I think that with all the technology that we have today between like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, which I just dis- well, I didn't discover it, but I just like jumped on the bandwagon. Did and you? I- yes. I'm like a voyeur though. I just like look and scroll, <laughs> and just, you know, watch because I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do a dance. I mean, even on TikTok, like everybody is a content creator nowadays. And you're right, like, it looks different for everybody, because every platform is different. But if you break down, like, you know, just that phrase, content, creator, like, we're all creating something. And so, sure, you can just, like, create for yourself, but most people want to share something they've created. It's just inherent human nature. Like, you think back to when we were little kids, and we'd draw a picture, and what will we do immediately? mom, dad, teacher, brother, whoever, like, look at this picture I drew. And you'd want that feedback right away. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's that two way feedback channel. I think that adds to that content creation and makes what it is. So yeah, we put something out there, whether that be writing or art or music or whatever. And we want to hear from our audience or the people in our lives and what they think and their reactions.
1: That's super fun. I've never
0: thought about it like that with starting from when you're a kid. That's really like this instant gratification of like, oh, this is really cool. This is good, like feedback to have. I mean, you didn't comprehend that unless you were a smart kid like you, but yeah, that's exactly the (laughs) word that came to my mind. Feedback.
1: Thank you. mother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. No, that's great. Super helpful. So when you're creating content, what are some of the main goals that you're trying to accomplish? Like what are some of the things going on in your head that you're trying to get done?
0: so i'm a chronic questioner and i ask a lot of questions about everything um so anytime i'm coming up with like goals to create content i don't write them out like goal one goal two because that just throws my my brain off balance personally um so i just ask questions to myself or i'll even write out the questions like is this even relevant how will it land what do people really want to know here and I try to put myself in the shoes of like our audience as often as I can and just ask myself, like, what do I want to know? So one example of that, now every time I write about a new development, and this may sound really lame, but I mm-hmm. I include like a section, like a small little quippy thing about how to park like in a new place. Because I personally get like a ton of parking anxiety and I want to plan out where I'm going to be able to park ahead of time. And this actually ends up always being one of the top, comments after we posted something like is there parking where do I park yeah we also practice uh, a lot of pivoting when it comes to staying relevant (laughs) one thing that we joke about sometimes is that we're LAL today not LAL yesterday yeah we want to make sure we're putting like the news that we're putting out there is fresh and current Um, and there have been days where I've written content and rewritten it like the first part of our newsletter it's called our conversation starter I've written that three to four times a day because sometimes more relevant things will just pop up during the day. And I think part of it is just about like, you know, riding the wave and like pivoting when you need to. And you can even imagine if you're a Friends fan, like Ross Geller, like pivoting the couch. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're mm-hmm. shaking it. It's classic.
1: I've <laughs> yeah, seen like, the memes. It. I've
0: seen them. Fun. I think the thing that
1: you touched on there that's really huge is... If you're able to put yourself in your customer's shoes and almost walk the whole customer journey with them, you're really going to be able to identify and connect with them better. Exactly. All right. So one thing that's important and people talk about all the time is audience engagement. And then within that, it's really delivering relevant information and being sure to write it in a way that's interesting yet concise. So what are some tips that you have for crafting messages with
0: brevity? Uh, yeah, so there is a huge, continuous decline um, in people's attention spans. I mean, all of us are guilty mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So to create something with brevity is probably the most important piece, or most important part of like any piece of content, I would think. There's this great media company, Axios Media Company, and they coined this term, smart brevity. And this essentially means to like create in that kind of concise format, and cut out the fat, and bring the most important information to the top. So I know like as creators, we're all really passionate people and we love so much to just pour ourselves out into a project. So I know to do this, like those those kind of cutting moments, it can feel like you're taking chunks of you out of your content because you poured so much of yourself into it. But while you may feel like, and I've had this before, like I've like felt like I've just created this second Mona Lisa masterpiece and it's long and it's great. And I'm like, this has got some good like good me in it but my audience might view that as long drawn out monotonous and unnecessary so I think you can still like share personality in that while you're creating but taking a minute and like doing a content audit maybe like after you've finished doing it
1: yeah that's important just going off of that what are some of the things that you
0: are looking for when you do that content audit I have a habit of maybe getting too punny sometimes um, just because I I love a good dad joke and a good pun. And so, you know, (laughs) in my brain, I'm like, yeah, like that'll land really well. But sometimes I think, you know, people want the meat before anything else. With LAL today, we lead with numbers, you know, so maybe leading with that more important information at the top. Um, So once you do that, look at it and see all that important information at the top and just look at everything below it. And you can take the other chunk and You know, maybe not throw it away because, again, content creators, we throw a lot of ourselves into what we do, but maybe push that to another note or something in your computer and go back to it later for inspiration.
1: Mm -hmm. What I hear you saying is it's a lot about the order in which you put things as well. Yeah. So a lot of people talk about the importance of having consistent content that provides value to your customers, but taking time to create all of that can be a lot. And I've even talked to some entrepreneurs that are like, I get it. That's important, but I'm also trying to run a business and we're also in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's also important to stay on the top of your customers' minds. So what are some tools, online tools, different strategies that you guys use at LAL today that could help maybe streamline somebody's content creation strategy?
0: Yeah. So the first part of what what you said about being time efficient, I'd say like to learn from the best and be a lifelong learner. I know that phrase is really overused, but I mean, really dig deep into that. Uh, When I get the time, I read other newsletters that I'm inspired by. So the Hustle, Morning Brew, Digs, and Quartz Obsession. Quartz is a great one for me personally because they tend to pick like this trending topic and find a new way to write about it um, all throughout the newsletter, and it inspires me how I can be more creative in my content too. So you know, learn from the masters. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like just starting off. And then when it comes to like online tools, you know there are of course hundreds of hundreds of tools out there. You know like Hootsuite and other multi-platform planners, but I think one big thing here is to know that every platform is pretty different and so are its audiences. Even if you are catering to the same audience, you're going to have different people on each of your platforms. Mm -hmm. So sometimes while it's easy to throw like all of your content into one spot, you might not reap the same benefits you would um, if you were kind of planning them a little differently. So Twitter, um, it's a place where like people want to know what the world is doing. It's really news oriented. So, you know, kind of try to write for that style. Instagram is, you know, very aesthetic. People want to see what you're doing. And Facebook has become more a place uh, now where people want to know how you feel about what you're doing. So every platform is a little different and it might take a little time like on the front end to do the research and testing to see how each of your audience reacts in your platform. But you might get more feedback and better feedback because of that. And like at LAL, to be honest, we just stick with posting kind of directly to our platform. So Instagram, we post directly to that. We've used Planally in the past, but that was really just to see how our feed was going to look. And Facebook Publisher. Facebook just updated it as a great creator studio, so you can post directly on that. And um, Twitter's Publisher, which is TweetDeck. Yeah, they're all kind of like already in place. I don't think you have to reinvent the wheel there either. <laughs>
1: No, that's really good to know. And it's always nice to not have to be adding new apps to help with the apps that you already have. (laughs) Keeping that stream is very helpful. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. So one thing that's been super fun for me, I read the LAL pretty much religiously as much as I can, just because it's a fun way to start the day and it's really good to add it into your morning routine.
0: And And it's free to subscribe, you know? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Shameless plug. So (laughs) one thing that you guys have added recently that's been super fun is at the bottom of the newsletter, you're kind of sharing something new that you're doing that day yeah so what are some things that you've learned whether it's like new skills or new things you've been trying since quarantine
0: yeah so abby and i were actually just talking about this today we have daily meetings like um through what we're doing now like mm-hmm. based on. we were both talking about what we were learning and uh, I've really just been learning how much I love to eat bread, like the rest of the world right now. <laughs> uh, there's actually a yeast, a yeast and flour shortage going on. Um, wow, surprisingly, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like the thing, right? That it, it just feels like there's been this mass movement that we all may have to come out of this um, with a different skill set or like more in shape or whatever. And I'm like so impressed by the people who have done this. <laughs> I'm not necessarily one of them, (laughs) but you know, okay. So I celebrated my birthday um, at the end of April and it was super great because we had just like homemade cake and I did a Skype call with my family and it was just a really like nice day. And I think that honestly is like what I'm getting the most out of it right now. um, is just that genuine time, like with the people that I love. And yeah, of course, there's always that like tiny bit of guilt, that, yeah, I should probably be bettering myself maybe more when I have this downtime, but I'm also trying not to beat myself up over the fact that maybe I, it's okay to have this downtime too. 1,000%. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, I think one thing that's been huge for me, like I haven't done this in years. I just like sit on my back porch sometimes and like watch the birds or, I I, or reading a book or something, but the slowness of life right now I know there's a ton of terrible things going on and like it goes out to all the people who are battling this virus and people who know people that are battling the virus. But there has been something really nice to just slowing down and like, I don't know, just noticing the world and the people around me. Are you reading anything right now or do you (laughs) listen to anything um, that you would recommend to others Again, I'm not listening
0: or reading anything that would bet- better me professionally, but, <laughs> or that I couldn't tell anybody probably right now, like what um, would benefit them professionally, but I do have some fun bo- podcasts and like books that I have been reading um, that have helped me kind of get out of like my own headspace a little yeah, bit. that's during- good. So I've been listening to, I love true crime and I've been listening to a lot of, um, well, this podcast called Morbid, it's super fun. It's wow. about serial killers, which doesn't oh my sound gosh, specific, It's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> a scaredy cat, so
1: I don't know. I'm scared right now <laughs> thinking
0: about well, it. That's okay, because I actually have another one that I wanted to mention, too, that is just, it's great for people who are kind of, like, you know, wading, like, into true crime or anything, and it's called Missing Richard Simmons, and it's literally just about, like, how Richard Simmons disappeared from this public eye. Um, It's really cool. Yeah. He's totally fine, I, I think. Yeah. but. You know <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and then also there's the Florida Men on Florida Man podcast. They're local, um they're great, and they talk a lot about like just these cool, kitschy, fun like Florida stories, like things that have happened in Florida or the Wild West, you know, of course, um, and then I've just I've been reading like um my niece actually inspired me because she's reading the Harry Potter books for the first time, and I was like, I love that <laughs> so much, and I've read them like, yeah, a hundred times, mm-hmm. so. I think it's just been fun for me to like kind of throw myself into this fantasy world. No, that's fun though, because I think that's also really important. It's really
1: good to focus in on work, but as a lot of us are working from home, it's also really important to take brain breaks.
0: Um,
1: And that can even be, you know, getting up and listening to a fun podcast while you go on a walk or taking a break and sitting on your porch and reading outside. Those things are really important to do for mental health and I think when you come back and you are building your content it allows you to be more creative because yeah like, Man, I kind of stepped back into my childhood shoes
0: of reading that drawing that you give your parent for the fridge exactly circle. wow nice but I do have to say professional book recommendations and I know you probably already know this too Steve Scruggs like has this master list the president of the LEDC mm-hmm. of Amazing books, like broken down by category. So he does. He's one to ask for good book recs, I think.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I've actually gotten a few from him. I never give my book recommendations, but I've gotten <laughs> a
0: few from him for
1: this quarantine time because I've been reading more. And yeah. he gave me a few, but one that really has stood out is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I don't oh, know okay. if you've ever read it, but it's yeah. kind of just about vulnerability. And she has one called Dare to Lead, which is about leadership, but it has really, really helped me change my outlook. It talks about bravery and like courage. Very good. I've really I enjoyed that. it. So he I has some that great that. book recommendations. Yes, for sure. definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then one thing I kind of want to touch on, and I know that you talked to Steve recently doing this is you guys are doing coffee talks on Friday morning sometimes. And yeah. so that's a way that you guys have recently pivoted, I think
0: due to the virus, right? Yeah. How is that going? That's a great question. So you know, Abby and I, and the rest of the 6AM City City team, we were all talking um, just about what are different ways that we can engage with our audience, and you know, let them know that we're around and we want to talk with you, and not you know at you. This is a conversation that we're having, and we're like, well, obviously, like let's do video. (laughs) We are inviting like different community leaders and city commission members, potentially a few chefs, like locally, just to kind of. Talk with us about um, either what's going on, like, you know, Steve Scruggs came on the other week and he talked about uh, the outlook of the business environment in Lakeland from warehouses to small businesses. But yeah, we're, we're doing this just to engage with our audience. And you're right. It was just another way that we could do that. So we kind of had to pivot a little bit and we're doing, we're pivoting right now, all of our content day by day, just depending on what comes up (laughs) and what's new. So yeah. yeah. And that's important. And it's fun because what you were mentioning
1: earlier is really important is putting yourself in your customer's shoes. So that's kind of what you guys did. Like our customers are home, things are changing for them. How can we continue to connect with them? And a new way of creating content for you guys was to do these coffee talks and Instagram live. So that's so fun. And I just love encouraging people to continue to think outside of the box and not to have to think, oh, we've always done content this way. So that's
0: how we need to keep doing it. It's been so cool just to see so many of these businesses locally just change. I mean, it just shows you, like you're saying, how much creativity everybody has. Because a lot of this is happening last minute where they're like, okay, this has changed. Now I have to do X, Y, and Z.
1: And I think as I'm even talking to people on these podcasts and obviously interacting with people in our community, it's just always super encouraging to see the talent and the knowledge and the creativity that we have right here in Lakeland. It's just so fun. And it's honestly really awesome to be a part of this community. And I really think the LAL newsletter being delivered to our mailboxes every day is a huge way that our community is better and more brought together. So thank you for all the work that you do. I know you've been with LAL since they first started here in Lakeland. So I mean, it's just super fun. You're doing awesome yeah. things for our community, and we really appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Too. This was fun. It was great to see your face. Oh I'm my like, gosh! A thousand years. I know. I
1: miss <laughs> you so much. Thanks again to Kaylee Holland for taking the time to hop on a Zoom call with me to chat about content creation and the importance of using smart brevity and some of the different questions that you can ask yourself to make sure that you are providing relevant content to your customers. We will be back next week. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to stay in the loop. And we will be talking to Dan Jarvis from 22Zero about mental health and different things that you can be doing as a business owner to make sure that you are staying mentally healthy especially in a time and a transition that can be really confusing to navigate. But until then, keep making headway.